0: was created by a menace for menaces.
1: Menace to society. From menace to decent society. And always has been a menace to society. You are now locked into a brand new episode of the Menace to Society podcast. Made for those who don't settle, don't stick to the status quo, and for those who aren't afraid to think outside the box. Let's go. If you aren't afraid to speak up or do things differently, even when things do not make any sense to most people, then this is for you. We smash goals and crush average. All day, a day, baby. The Menace to Society podcast starts now.
0: All right, all right, all right. What's up, guys? Boys and girls, pals and gals. My name is Jason Payne. I am the co-host of the MAF podcast. To my right is Senor T. Burn the Volcano. And we have a guest speaker today. Yeah, he's my,
2: my co-host of Uncontested Investing out of Texas.
1: And I am happy to co-host the MAF podcast. <laughs> yeah. Hey,
2: Mr. Tim Harridge oh, in the house. Tim,
1: what up, dog? Man, just uh, happy to be here. Finally made it to the underground.
2: Are you really yeah. happy to be here, or does that just feel like the right thing to say?
1: I'm actually really happy to be here. You You bring me energy, and I love energy.
2: That's because we got that CEO energy, right? That chief 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 energy officer energy. Chief energy officer. So I tell people, Oh, you're the CEO. I'm like, everybody's got to be the CEO. You got to bring the energy.
1: Well, I mean, that's ultimately, we were just talking before the show. I mean, what I tell my kids all the time, I was like, you know, change your mind, right? Change your attitude. Like change your reality, right? Like if you sit there and you're all sad and just nothing's going to happen.
2: Or just because you've been somebody for a certain period of time, doesn't mean you can't do what you just said, right? Which is change, change who you are, make different decisions, t- decide to show up differently. It is that easy. Not always. It's that simple. Not always that easy.
1: My wife and I talk about it all the time. It's it's momentum, right? Like your wife it, lets it, you yeah. talk to her. Uh, she she actually tells me what to say. Okay, uh, great wife. <laughs> uh, you, know, it, you can have momentum going either way, like towards the negative or towards the positive. And mm. when you feel everything kind of in your business, great example, Terrence, my Airbnb portfolio. We made a couple decisions a couple months ago that kind of made it where all the bookings were scattered out for November December and so it felt like the cash flow went from like 20 grand a month positive to like 20 grand a month negative mm-hmm. right and it was just really wishy-washy and I was at a I was at two different conferences for 6 days last week and finally on Thursday I screamed at her over the phone not my best moment I said you're not in charge of it anymore I will take over I will fix it Saturday and Sunday And uh, I did. I got in. I fired a manager. I downloaded the the guesty thing that Fawad said to do and uh, reorganized everything. I changed the calendars and I created about $27,000 in income for December that wasn't already on the the thing.
0: Yeah. In a matter of a weekend.
1: Yeah. Like in like 18 hours. Yeah. Because it's just one of those things like, no, I will not accept that things are not going the way they're supposed to. I will not let that momentum carry me down in not liking this $3 million worth of houses that I only owe a million on, right? Like, I will instead flip it on its head. And uh, uh, today she's texting me how great the business is and uh, everything seems to be going in the right direction.
0: Dude, well, you're not a tree. Like, freaking get up and move. Like, do something, right? Like, people think that they can't. People, There's the word the word pivot, change, adjust, everyone to phrase it like, People just they're so people are so scared to do anything out of their normal day to day routine that like something like that would just like yeah just parallel somebody.
1: Yes. Well in 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 the Marine Corps, the decision process is defined as the OODA loop. O O D A. Is but, this a real thing?
2: I feel like it's it, you're no, making for sure it up. No, on it's, the spot. it's the
1: way they teach us to manage combat situations. All right, continue. Orient. <laughs> continue. Right. Orient. Kind of figure out what's that. what. Observe, right? Don't make quick actions. Actually observe, figure it out. Mm-hmm. Decide. Dude, this is act, awesome. O O D A. And it's a loop, right? Because as soon as you act, You're you right. have to orient again. You have to observe again. It's then constant, you have to decide constant. again. Oh, then dude, you have to act good. again. I'm telling you, if you've gotten the Marine Corps uh, NCO manual, there's so many great acronyms that you could steal. <laughs> that's awesome, man. Uh, I've
2: never heard that. I mean, I've never served, so why would I? But yeah, that, that's Yeah, and it's awesome. a loop,
1: right? And, and, and they, they teach you it's a loop, right? Because you can't act, and this is where a lot of entrepreneurs screw up. They act, and then they turn their attention somewhere else. I've done, right? I've done that a million times. It.
0: Yeah, so I, I didn't serve either, but I love the word debrief, right? Like Jocko and all those dudes. Right? They talk about debrief this and debrief that. And we had It was like... People don't have a post meeting about not to like have another meeting, but like they don't even go over like, hey, how was Menescom one? What did you do really well, and what did you suck at? Instead, of like, let's throw the second one. I'm like, dude, I understand that, but like, figure out what we did wrong. Let's not do that. Figure out what we did really well, and let's capitalize on that. And then and then move forward. Just people are just so, like I said, they do the act, but then they don't go back to where what got them to act. Right. Right. And so that's huge. Being I've done, able I've done to act. that
2: in my business, it's like I, I, I go back and I uncover something. I'm like, well, of course I stopped doing that. It was working so well. Why would I have stopped doing it? (laughs) You know? I'm like, geez, there's been two or three times like that. I'm like, oh, of course, that's my MO.
0: Dude, the seven-day content machine. Oh,
2: that worked way too
0: well. The content machine is probably the the most, like, the biggest. Well, we were just
2: talking about one of our students, and we taught him. So we have this really structured seven-day process that basically we teach people, how to get attention. Really, we dive back into opportunities that they lost or got delayed that they just didn't follow up on. So that first seven days is here's how you go reactivate the attention. Here's how you go pull dead deals from the graveyard. And we had this guy, this young kid, 21. He comes in, I don't even, like he had to beg his way in. We all said, No, you cannot work with us. You got nothing going for you. No momentum. He had borrowed, he borrowed a thousand bucks to get in. We said, Okay, bro, but I'm not comfortable with it. whatever all that stuff. We gets in and he goes through this seven days, gets massive results. the first 30 days with us stacks 100k in revenue in his pipeline, pipeline. which was his previous 12 months. And then we talked to him a couple weeks ago and he's back struggling because he stopped making cold what calls he did. 25
0: cold contacts a day.
2: <laughs> so our advice was exactly the same advice we had given him before. And we were just talking it's like it's amazing how easy it is to get distracted away from giving the right things energy in your business and in your life because you get all these other things that come in that are shiny that seem cool that seem exciting and all they do is they freaking pull your balance sheet
1: to the graveyard well it's um and at the end of october We had this manager's meeting at RCN Capital where we were talking about the problems that happen with loan docs and things like that at the end of the month. Because if we send them out like a day or two before and it doesn't close, technically it has to have a new set of docs on the first, right? Because of payment dates and all that. Well, so then we were having this meeting a week before Thanksgiving. And I said, hang on. Look at the pipeline. End of the month is the Tuesday after Thanksgiving. No one's paying attention to anything Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. No way. So we got Monday, Tuesday to close almost 200 loans. That's a problem because yep. we had never closed, I mean, like half of that. <laughs> in one time. Right. And so like, so I, I said, accounting, are you ready to wire that much money in those two days? No. Ops, are you ready to close that many loans? No. Legal, No. Okay, so we need Somebody to stop give me talking a yes. about. Well, no, not even that. We need to stop talking about all these other things on this Wednesday, yeah, right? Have, because we have 14 days, 13 days to actually, execute on that, to prepare to not get caught the same place we were 14 days ago, mm. right? And I think um, a lot of my the, the biggest feedback I ever got in the Marine Corps from my commanding officers was, Harridge, uh, good initiative, bad judgment." Mm. Right. <laughs> but uh, ultimately what's made me a very successful <laughs> entrepreneur is I have no problem taking initiative and getting something done. And then just like trying to not do it again the next time. Right.
2: Well, I, I love what you're saying. Cause it goes something him and I talk about is you're, you're not always going to get it right, but you need to figure out if you got it wrong as quickly as possible. And so these guys that want to move so slow, they don't understand when you're sitting back you're creating a business plan and you say, it's going to go this way and this way and this way and this way. You got to first understand it ain't going to go that way at all or that way or that way or that way. It's going to go completely different than anything you could plan for right now. And then secondly, you need to move with speed so you can figure out as quickly as possible. If you, you know, because you think like, oh, I got to go A, B, then I'll get to C, you know, and, and that's just not how it works. You need to figure out. The bad decisions that you're going to make as quickly as possible. It is, I, I think, just as important to know that as it is to find out if you've made the, a good decision.
1: Well, and Jason, I don't know if I've ever told you the story. When I started that company with Blackstone that we ended up taking public, I'll never forget I'm standing there with one of the senior managing directors. This guy has a $1 billion authority. That means he doesn't need, he can decide <clears throat> whatever he wants and just do a billion dollars. And he said, Tim, we know we cannot be right. 100% of the time. As a matter of fact, we know we can only be right 70% of the time statistically in Blackstone's history. Mm. I was like, okay. He goes, "The key is acknowledge your mistakes and stop them as quick as possible." Mm. And so like the math I use for that with my kids is 1 billion dollars. If you take 700 million dollars and you're right and you double it, that's 1.4 billion dollars. And let's just say you lost the other 300 million. Mm-hmm you still have $400 billion more. Mm-hmm. But the key is don't let the 300000000 million you're losing mm-hmm. drag you down $600 million mm-hmm. and keep pouring money into it, yeah. and now you've erased your losses and you, your gains, and you're at a net loss. So I think yeah. that's definitely bigger numbers than most people listening will For ever sure. deal with, not will ever, are dealing with right now. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I think there's a lesson in that, right? Because even as smart, I mean, they, they can hire the smartest people in the world, right? They're experienced. They hire people that sold 25 companies. They know they can't get it right. And
2: they're still right, wrong a bunch. They're happy about it. Yeah.
1: But they have that, I guess, lack of ego, would you say, Jason? I mean, it, it, they, they it, can it say, just, yeah,
2: I was wrong. Oh, well. Uh, just understanding that's a normal part of business.
0: Well, and like, don't try and be better than the numbers. Like, numbers are numbers are numbers. And I was telling my wife the other day, we were talking about it. Like, numbers don't have emotion. There's not like a, a smiley face eight or a really pissed off 11. Or like the the, comm- the commas don't – it's not like a middle finger comma. Like a comma is a comma, right? There's no, there's no emotion in the numbers. The numbers are the numbers. So understand them. But I love the, – they acknowledge, hey, we're only right seven out of ten times. Us dudes, we're right like two out of ten times. And guess what? We own it. Cool. Right. We're, we're not you – we know we're not perfect. Let's fix it and move on. But like that's crazy. The seven out of ten, but they focus so much on that seven. And they do not let that three – overcome the potential for what that seven can do
2: right yeah they don't let that the the fear from the oh i got it i got it wrong three times keep them from making seven other right decisions that make billions
1: of dollars it's exactly what you just said they stay focused on what's working and they don't let what's a struggle or maybe didn't work out perfectly distract them from what's working
0: because they they trust the math Right.
1: And it's funny you say that. You said it just a second ago. So when I went home last weekend to fix the Airbnb thing, the first thing I did, this is a four-home portfolio. They're all in the same town. I got out an Excel spreadsheet, and I started with the addresses. I started with the potential income. I started with the vacancy rate. I started with the gross income. I adjusted for the net income, and then I ran scenarios. I just used math. And my wife was like, what are you doing? You're supposed to be – I said, I'm just doing the math, honey. The math will not lie. It's like – People want to, (laughs) oh, uh, I use the example of real estate because that's kind of my big background, right? People want to buy this house and they want to rehab their way out of a bad buy. Yeah. Well, (laughs) well, honey, I mean, you know, that may have worked for six months in early 2022. Yeah. It doesn't work normally, right? Normally that house is, it's got a top end value and it's got set by the market and you can't make it. And then you see these people, they spend hundreds of thousands of dollars trying to make a $600,000 house, a million dollar house and it's like, ah, sorry, that's a uh, still a $600,000 house with nice amenities." Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a trick it's a tricked out house.
0: <laughs> yeah. the, the the Chevy Impala is still only worth 18 grand.
1: You have a bowling alley in the hood. Cool. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah your 22-inch spinners that cost you 4 grand does not mean it's now 22 grand. It's still 18 3. Right. <laughs> like it's, that's how it works. It's kind of funny. So, Tim, I got a question for you. So, so we're the successes that you've had in regards to math cuz you i think you brought this up in one of our previous conferences or boot camps if it was of, a, if
2: it was a really smart something really smart it yeah, was definitely me i maybe okay. i'm not going to bank on that it was All the right. contractor mastermind oh, so we sure have me. we have
0: about 25 small business contractors right blue collar dudes roofers electricians plumbers home inspectors and they're literally on the other side of this wall and we're in this room for 4 hours and at the very end he's like how many of you guys when i bring up the word numbers in your business you guys all go to the back of your chair, and you guys are like, oh shit, here it comes, and yeah. you guys are like terrified, right? Fear yeah, of so even, math. or you don't even know what they are. You're you're scared of knowing what they are because you don't because you know what they are, not like to the decimal point, but you know that they suck or that they're not correct, and so you literally just keep pushing it away and keep ignoring it instead of like spearheading it.
1: So since I know you guys have a broad uh, base of entrepreneurs and, and, and the menace group and all your men, different menace businesses, I'll tell a story about a buddy of mine that's a plumber that sold his company for well over $40 million. A plumbing company. Wow. Beautiful. Um,
2: Is this the dude that has a plane? Uh, he he's does. a jet. Yes. Um, oh, sorry, not a plane. It's yeah, a jet. A jet, <laughs> yes. A plumber that has two, a jet. Two jet engines. Haven't met any of those.
1: <laughs> right, and he's still a plumber. And now he's a master electrician and master AC guy. But the, the point is, he was building a house in our town. And our town is very expensive homes. And if I asked you to guess whether or not he plumbed his own house, would you say he did or did not? Did not. Did not. Because he was so into the numbers. The reason he's been so successful, he calculated that it would cost him twice as much to pull one of his highly profitable trucks off the roots than it was to hire some unorganized, unsuccessful, relatively plumber, right? He did the math per hour. He uh. knows every hour one of his trucks are on the road, how many, how much money he makes. And so he just did the math. He's like, no, it take my guys this long. And cause I asked him, I said, Oh, I'm sure you plumbed this yourself. He goes, Oh, absolutely not. And I was just blown away. Learning all the time,
0: even and, at cost, right? You know, right. he's not charging overhead and profit right. to himself. So even at cost, it's he can still get done cheaper by somebody else. It would
1: lo- he would lose money by having his people do it. Mm. Like not even cheaper, he would lose money
0: because that's how dialed in he is with his numbers.
1: That's how much he and he knows his numbers so well that he can make that decision. And most of us in our businesses can't say if I ask Terrence to go hang out with me at the baseball game this afternoon. How much money does my company lose? Right. Mm -hmm. When I throw a party and take everyone out of the office, Mm -hmm. like how much revenue did we lose? The other day, you may have heard me say the number in our mastermind. I'm not going to say it on recordings, but I, my wife was asking me to do something and it was on one of our Airbnb projects. She loves the decorating and stuff and the, can you. Put the picture here and let me look at it. Then put it here and let me look at it. Then put it here and let me look at it. And after you do that about seventeen times, she goes and gets a different picture and has you do it again. Um,
2: Mm. Yeah, cool. We're gonna just we're gonna actually return this picture, (laughs) right?
1: Trust me, that happens a lot. But the point is, is I don't mind going and doing that like five six o'clock because she enjoys it, right? Something you guys spend time. We'll spend time. She was like, you won't take the day off and just come help me. And I go, honey, I make X thousand dollars a day. I can hire two people for three hundred a day. And come out way ahead of me not working for a day. And better quality,
0: no offense. Dude, wow. Absolutely. Well, tell them about the MAF podcast thing.
1: <laughs> more efficient. Not even better quality. More efficient. Because they do it every day. Yeah. I, I yeah. have to go find the laser level and find the the, the blue masking tape and find and the hanging I get, kit. I get
2: harassed in my wife's family because I'm, <laughs> the, I'm the dude that doesn't do anything manly. That's what they say. <laughs> you know? And I obviously way out-earned all of them. Like a lot. But uh, – my father in law the other day made a comment. He's like, "Yeah, and some men in this family just need to learn how to do things like hang pictures for the." Because I don't, I literally don't do any of that stuff. And my, I, my wife knows one, it's not my jam. If I want to spend time doing it, I will. But I'm very, very picky about where I spend my time. Right. And so, uh, what's crazy is since we've been married, she, there's a bunch of shit she don't do anymore. Like, she'll, she'll, you know, when she, laundry piles up, she's like, nah, I ain't doing it. She calls a laundry service. Right. We got people that clean the house, you know, the way she orders groceries. I'm like, you don't realize how stacking time like that in your life is good. You could, you could spend thousands of dollars at the grocery store or moving pictures around a house or, you know, all of these things. And it's like, yeah, there's the time value of money of it. And then there's also just the I don't want to spend my time doing it t- equation.
1: Well, yeah, and people have to understand, like, so last night, Sunday night, I knew I was going to be on the road this week, coming to, here to do this and then another conference I'm here in Phoenix for. And my wife, I'd put the tree up, the, the Christmas tree, the day after Thanksgiving, and she had decorated it. And last week while I was traveling, they, had, they were, it was waiting on the star. And I didn't realize that. Like, I didn't get home and think, oh, the star's not up there. Right? I thought I said, hey, look, the tree looks great. You didn't? No, I didn't.
2: Oh, but, so funny, man. We're all the same.
1: But yesterday afternoon, she goes, it would be nice <laughs> if you put the star on the tree before you left. Will, my youngest, really wants to see it. I immediately stopped what I was doing and got a ladder, yeah. put it up, put the star up, because that's important. For sure. It's important to me. It's Absolutely. important to my family. So I I think my message is I'm not opposed to doing these things. I don't mind. Like, if My wife has to shit to do all weekend and wants me to well, on my day off and wants me to spend time with her, especially if I've been traveling doing that, uh-huh. I have no problem doing it. But I think we all have to bifurcate like between when it's time to make bread and when it's time to eat it. Well, I think I think too is just,
2: you know, for us it's if I'm going to spend time with my wife, how how do I want to spend time with her? And how does she want me to spend time with her? Because she wants you to spend time with her doing that. And I'm with you. That's the only reason I'll do some of that stuff. But then there's also, hey, this isn't how we have to spend time together. We could hire somebody to do this, and then you and I could go hit a movie. Or we could go to dinner. And we have those conversations. It's like, we don't. we could go spend some time hoeing those weeds. Or we got two (laughs) freaking freeloading kids on the couch right now. And we could go get them (laughs) to do it. And then you and I can go to dinner. And so we have conversations around our time all the time. You call them freeloaders? Yeah.
1: I call them on welfare recipients. Yeah, <laughs> I, I took a
2: picture of my dogs asleep on my couch and my teenagers oh, asleep on my couch. Like, what's he tired from? He was looking at G- Shelby GT500s all day, telling me how I'm going to get this 100K car, and then the next second he's rolling over sleeping. I'm like, sure <laughs> you
1: are, bro. That car's going to show up with Transformers. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and that's, I think... When I look back, I've been out of the Marine Corps for 22 years now. Hey,
2: hey you got to talk in that mic there, son.
1: Yeah, sorry. Uh, cool. And when I look back at the times I've been the happiest, it's been when she and I had those conversations you're talking about, Terrence. Like, before I went out of town for six days two weeks ago, I said, no. On Wednesday, we're going to go watch Cirque du Soleil, the Christmas program, mm. and I'm taking you to Sachet. It was this new restaurant she'd been wanting to go to in Dallas. Mm-hmm. And we live kind of way outside, mm-hmm. kind of in the boonies, so – To go to Dallas is a bit of an adventure, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And uh, there was nothing better. Like if I had let her make me go hang that stuff that day, it would not have been as good of a trip for me. And that sounded very selfish. Edit, cut. No, no. Uh, (laughs) I think think it's cool to be selfish. I was paying it in advance, right? I needed to be able to focus at at the big conferences I was at. Yeah, but I needed her to make sure. I needed to make sure she felt really special, right? Because I think we all give so much to maybe people other than our family. Yeah. That sometimes we gotta like intentionally really pour into it's, the family. It's easy to forget.
0: Well, but. and I think it's the we run with though. Tim is know your kids, and your ju- it's just as important with your business partners, right? And the people that you work with. It's just as important with your kids and your spouse to know what they like to do and how they like to communicate, right? Because if you communicate like, "Hey, let's go do this, let's go do that," and they don't want to do that, but you still do it. You're doing it because you want to, right? We were just talking about this at lunch, right? It's like, just ask and figure out the, what their love language is and how they want to communicate and like what they like to do.
2: You might think it's absolutely stupid. Like watching a Hallmark.
0: Yeah. Like, home, like dude, like you can't Take catch me. You can't pay me watch a Hallmark. But uh, when the Cowboys and whoever are on, like, uh, I can sit down for three hours and not move Probably. and not look like, at my phone once. Right. Absolutely. Right. But Hallmark, like, bro, you lost me after, you know, the hall. Like, yeah. <laughs> like it's, I'm out. But when it's her idea and it's something that she's passionate about, like lean in on that and be passionate about it with her, because you, because you, like you said, you love her and support her. And then on the back end, you're it. It, sh- it should, but it will be reciprocated, right? Well,
1: I got to bring so. up MenaceCon 2023 and oh, one of the panels Menis- that <laughs> bow, 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 bow. one of the panels that you guys did at 22 in mm-hmm. July. Right, you brought your wives up there, and they Mm -hmm. talked about supporting and being on the same page. And I really hope you do that in front of more people in a future, because I think more entrepreneurs need to hear that. Because we all focus on building our team, but if our team, like where we go home to at night, you know, if that's not a team that everyone's on the same page and everyone knows their roles, Mm -hmm. right? Then uh, it's it's probably the most miserable I've been as an entrepreneur is when I didn't really. Successfully communicate uh, what I was going to do, or like maybe the money I was going to use <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, totally. with my wife in advance. Yeah. Well, I I, I think you know and I, as I'm
2: coaching some some of our younger guys that are making those mistakes, I said, hey, you're missing out on your number one role. Actually, as you're growing and expanding, is sh- sharing and selling the vision to the person. That you're using resources, her her resources or his resources, and that she or he may be a little scared because they don't see it the same way you do. They don't have your same talents. They don't have your same abilities. They they don't realize that that it's okay that you don't have it all figured out, but that you know it's the direction that you need to go. That's the biggest mistake I made early on is I'm like, man, I... I I was real good about sitting down with my team and my employees and sharing their the vision and stretching the vision and getting them making sure that what they wanted the business could provide to them and all of that. And then my wife over here, who's my ex-wife now, I, I was like, you know, you don't. She also was an anchor, and uh, so it made me stop wanting to even do that. But even in my in my second marriage now, that's the thing. I'm always talking to my wife. I'm like, this is what it's going to look like. This is. This is how it's going to feel. I don't I'm not sure, but this the billion dollars is is this and the, these are the people we're going to help. And so I think what you're talking about is totally understated and underrated is if there's friction in the home, it's cuz one you can't control if somebody's going to get on board or not. But two, you may just be a shitty vision seller.
1: Well, and what I've learned, so I'm a, totally. I'm, I'm like the ultimate optimist. If I buy a house, I say, "Oh, we're going to make 100 grand." Yeah, we are. Because I know if we make fifty, it's cool. Let's do All it. Right. But if I say a hundred and we make fifty, my wife's, what went wrong? Right? Why did it it hundred? Mm. So I've learned like I with her and her personality, kind of the love language type conversation, mm-hmm. I need to underestimate because she is a nester, right? Mm. She's She's already just,
2: made plans for that hundred. Well, no,
1: she's trying to protect. <laughs> Oh, I well, she may that. have made plans oh, but it may pretty, be a, an IRA my... allocation, it may be a college savings account, it may be a budget for a, a, a for a vacation like she's just a nester, she needs that security. Like you. when I when there's a certain bank account when it gets below having a certain amount of commas, she is very unsafe. When it's above that number, I can do whatever I want. Did she divorce me, man? <laughs> I freaking
2: know I'd blow my last rubber nickel.
1: Well, I would too. But the point is, is, then we agreed on a certain, some money's off limits. Some money does not need to be discussed. So what I do is I make sure I grow this one as fast as I can so I can do the crazy stuff I want to do. And she's fine. As long as that's protected, she Mm. doesn't care about over here. It's Mm. when people mix and commingle and then don't discuss what they're going to do to their family's financial underlying that they get in a lot of trouble.
0: Well, and you know what the number is? Because you've had that conversation. Right. And that's the problem is that people, whether it's in business or in the home, they don't have that conversation of like, hey, here's what needs to be, here's the needs that need to be met, whether it's financial or or time or whatever, right? And so those needs are met. And that's where that friction happens. And like I said, shit hits the
1: fan. You keep saying numbers, Jason. I mean, because ultimately, I guess business is just a numbers game in whatever people business you're in. You keep, it's numbers, math. It's like, yeah, well, you're, you're
0: talking about your family and your home, right. but bro, like, more your mortgage is still a dollar. The gas tank is still a dollar. The the airplane classes are still a dollar amount. Like it's numbers, except for it going to a business, it's going into a personal account. The numbers there, there's no emotion. There's no bipolar or depression numbers in the home. The numbers are still a number, right? Compared to business, like there's no there's just. I'm like, you I'm an optimist. I'm like, dude, it's like, we're going to crank this and do this and do this and do this. And then like anything less than that. I'm like, I, we have that threshold of like anything past this number is like, oh shit, we really did a bad investment or made a bad move here. But like we're shooting for the shit all day long, right? And anywhere in between is just fluff. But yeah, it's, it's kind of funny that you say that. But it's funny how all three of us communicate a little bit differently with our spouses. And one isn't right or wrong as long as the communication no, is there. My way
2: is right. And you guys are both wrong. I don't know what you guys are smoking. This is the MAF podcast. I'm the host,
0: and this and this is You're how I host. <laughs> <laughs> so Terrence is up here. We have you surrounded. And, yes,
2: <laughs> there, there's a reason I'm in the middle. You guys flank me.
0: Yes, there's a, there's a two to one, <laughs> two to one here. So the numbers say the two to one that we're going to be doing.
1: And I have a number. And
0: he's from Texas. And everything's bigger bigger in Texas, so we're going to win. That's great. So uh, Tim, talk to me. Talk to me about. Um, how, how did you – so MenisCon 2023, right? It's all uh-huh. about leverage. It's all about connections and relationships and and networking. And I told Terrence this before. I think you are one of the best collaborators and networkers. He even told me when you guys did the one in Colorado, like they'd go up and get their little speech and their little thing. And Tim's like, oh, I got a guy. And the next day, oh, I got a guy. Oh, I got a contact. I have a contact. I'm sending this dude's number. Hey, hey I, just, I just FaceTimed I, with this guy. I, blah, made, blah, a, blah. I
2: made a joke to him up there. Do you remember? About your grandma? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he didn't He didn't know me at all. I we hadn't not. interacted. And I have a really, really dry sense of Very, humor. So I say like this with, with a yeah. straight a face. I'm like, hey, do you know my grandma? He's like, he looks at me. No. Why would I know your grandma? I just figure you know everybody so you got to know my grandma. <laughs>
0: yeah. case, in, case in point, right? So tell me how you've been able... Tell me what you would contribute in regards to collaboration and people and networking how did that get you to where you are now?
1: So I can't. I kind of boil it down to a couple things. It's that somebody talks about all the three degrees of separation. Mm. And when I got out of the Marine Corps, uh, my gunnery sergeant gave me the Rich Dad, Poor Dad book. And that kind of turned me into wanting to do real estate. And then I heard about the Gary Keller Millionaire Real Estate Investor. And I thought, God, that's what I want to be. Mm. So I bought that book. Mm. And on that book, mm. it talked about the ladder of success. And if you meet someone, you can get on the ladder where they're at, right, versus having to climb the ladder. I was like, that sounds good. Uh, but then also I'd learned it in the Marine Corps. Um, uh, I had a gunnery sergeant one time that told me, you know, it's not what you know, it's who you know, right? And which is old cliche, but yeah. it just so happened. I was in an operation and I told this story at Kent Clothier's and Escape. I'm in this operation. I need a uh, real time imagery of a certain thing. And I call headquarters and sure enough, Gunny Luster, the guy had taught me that answers the phone. And I'm like, Gunny, it's Harage. I need this. And he's like, no problem. Well, then, when I told it to Skill and Escape, a guy in the audience knew Ben Luster, the gunnery sergeant that had taught me that. That's so awesome! Like, I don't know. I just, and also, when I got into this business early, I got lucky. I went to a nice Dallas meetup, and sure, there's the people that are yelling and selling and trying to sell you something, but then there were the people that would just sit down with you at the bar and talk to you, and they would help you. And you learned. I think I learned at an early age if you just help someone unselfishly, like. It will come back to you some way, even if it's not from that person. Mm-hmm. And then I started realizing that real estate had made me from a kid whose mother was evicted. And I've actually had to evict my mother out of one of my houses. Um, <laughs> and parents were foreclosed and divorced and all that into a guy that, I mean. You I'm, had to evict your I, own mom? I, yeah. What I'm worth a, you know a, a couple bucks. And uh, I get to teach my kids to make their money work for them versus work for their money. Mm -hmm. Um, so I'm, I'm very grateful. I'm, I, I am a, like, I wake up every morning, just so happy to be an American and so happy that God has given me everything I have. Um, and in the, and, 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 in the Marine Corps, you know, I've been to some horrible places in this earth and I've seen people living in really, really horrible situations. And so I don't Mm. believe there's such a thing as a bad day in America, I guess unless someone murders you or something, that would be a bad day in America. But you know, if you wake up homeless on a street and pick a city, USA, someone's going to feed you. Someone's going to clothe you. Someone's going to take care of you. And uh, there's countries, a lot of countries in America, in the world that you wake up homeless and someone's going to rape you or kidnap you or enslave you mm. or, or just murder you for fun. Uh, so I don't believe in a bad day here. And um, real estate investing has made me a very wealthy man. And I do enjoy sharing it with other people and uh, trying to help other people be better. There you go. Did you catch all that?
2: Uh,
0: I think so. Yeah, that was that was pretty good. That was pretty good. So, Tim, tell me tell me why why you are why you were here today at the podcast. Obviously, you met Terrence at another networking event, right, Kent's? Who's gonna be at MenaceCon, right? So what caused you to attract attract and then and then hooked yeah. up with Terrence and now us.
1: So six months ago. Why was I so attractive? You still are, baby. You what, still are. What
0: makes
2: Terrence so attractive?
1: <laughs> what's you, Jason. He was <laughs> he
2: was coming at me to get to you.
1: Uh, you know, six months ago, Terrence said something at the first, first uh, boardroom mm-hmm. mastermind I attended that uh, it changed the trajectory of my career because at the time I owned, I owned several businesses, still do, but one of my businesses was this wholesale business that it made me about a million bucks a year and uh, I was still doing it even though I wasn't managing it I had people doing it for me and Terrence was talking to someone else and I've told the story multiple times and what he said hit me in the back of the head like a ton of bricks he said you know I make a couple million bucks a year flipping houses but I just made two million dollars raising money for one deal in two weeks and I kind of looked at him and I was like now this weird motherfucker with his little fist shirt (laughs) and I was like that's fucking genius. Like it was just genius. And I spent the next couple months just – then he invited me to MenaceCon or asked me to sponsor, and he'd make me the last speaker on the last day three hours late. Um, sorry, did I say that out loud? Inside. That's, right. Yeah. That's right. We
2: wanted to save our audience from, <laughs> from having to hear you. <laughs> <So> it's okay. <laughs> let the best for last. Cut yeah. that out. Oh. Uh, Menace- <laughs> Business is just numbers, uh, and you didn't factor into the numbers.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I just watched the way you guys like poured into your community. Just a ton of value from that stage. But we didn't, we didn't really interact the
2: first uh, the first boardroom. Like,
1: no. How did we end up? Oh, we in Vail. Up you met my wife, and you told her I had to go to Belize. Yeah, like, it was really strange. That's true. It was your wife. I, I liked is, your hat. She's way awesome. They had the fist. I saw the fist a couple days. You kept seeing and me I just show walked up, every- up to you, and I was just like, what is the, the thing? And you told me, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm a menace too." And like, I mean, um, but no, literally today I sued an HOA because I just don't agree with what they're doing, and they're not doing things the right way. Mm. And even though they have the right to do what they did, they didn't do it the right way. And I just thought, "Fuck that! Mm. No, not gonna work." And you know, then we I made them do another vote, and they didn't properly notice that vote, so I'm suing them again. Mm. And one guy goes, the the mediator, he goes. To what end, Tim? Like, eventually they have the votes. Eventually they're going to get it passed. Win. I said, Yeah. And I serve this country and I demand in law and order. And so, if they are going to win, if they're going to exercise their powers that are granted to them in the corporate documents, they're going to follow the corporate documents. And if they don't, I'm going to keep suing them until they're bankrupt or they follow the corporate documents. And so now I'm suing all the board members individually and separately. For gross negligence. And I'm going to keep suing them until I'm broke or they are. Mm-hmm. And the reason is because, good, you know, in Texas, we have the, and by the way, nobody on the board is actually from Texas, but they all fucking live in Texas. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get a little mad. So you mm-hmm. may have to bleep mm-hmm.
2: me out. No, we won't. We won't bleep you out.
1: The thing is, we'll bleep you in. in Texas, the saying is good fences make good neighbors, right? And what that means is treat your neighbor with respect and keep your cattle on your own property. Mm-hmm. Because if, you're, if your property doesn't affect other people, right? Everything's going to be okay. But in Texas, the thing is, is if, if you're my neighbor and you do something, I'm not calling the cops on you. I'm not convening a secret meeting. I'm going to knock on your door. I'm going to say, Jason, I don't like that music you're playing at night. And we may even fight in your front yard, but eventually we're going to settle it. What we're not going to do is have a secret meeting and all of a sudden outlaw all leasing when we know our neighbor moved to go take care of his sick in-laws. I just It's just cowardly bullshit, and I'm willing to fight it to the end. And the beautiful thing is I'm a smart enough guy that I can do it pro se, and they have to hire an attorney, and I'm just going to keep suing them until they follow every single letter of the law, which, by the way, I found some crucial mistakes in their business structure that they haven't enforced, which could make it a business that's forfeitable. And we're going to see about that probably in district court or maybe the Supreme Court. I don't know yet. We're going to keep figuring that out, but the bottom line is I have enough money to hold on to that house for about 25, 30, 50, 100 years vacant, so I will. <laughs> Actually, today I put a go. post on Facebook. Dude. I may start donating it to refugees. That's not leasing. That's donating. Dude, uh, so I have I've got a buddy
2: who owns a bunch of – they're not Airbnbs, but he rents them out to – people that have a fraction of fractional ownership in the LLC that owns these houses. And so they'll come and stay in them for three to four days. And during those three to four days, they'll have fractional ownership in the LLC. And then when they leave, <laughs> it's it removed. So they're actual owners, they're not, they're not, it's not an Airbnb, but, uh, I love meeting people. If you, you, if you read between. Oh, lines, totally. Okay. What oh, I'm saying here, yeah, and it's all it's been tested, and people have gotten pissed off about it. They would have to rewrite LLC law.
1: Just I, for- I could deed the company to my L, my C corp and appoint you as an officer when you stay there. Yeah, yeah, and call it part of your comp package. Yeah. There's a lot of shit I can do. And oh, by the way, the way it's written, every time their adult children come home, I need to know. I'm gonna I'm gonna knock on their door. <laughs> And say I need to know the arrangement here. You're leasing. That's an adult. <laughs> like there's a lot of things that people don't understand. It, good fences make good neighbors, and there's a reason a lot of Texans got shot because they didn't keep their cows in like their yard.
2: A state Farm commercial in Texas. <laughs> good fences make good neighbors here at State Farm.
1: Like keep a good
0: your neighbor. neighbor. <laughs> state Farm is. <laughs>
1: but no, I mean, like, look, I mean, so why, what attracted me to so Terrence was the, the question, not cows. Um, <laughs> Hopefully not I, <laughs> guns. <laughs> I think I just like the way he rolls, and it just reminded me of me. I mean, I'm just a, you know, the, the Marines uh, historically, uh, I said, you know, Menace is the same amount of characters as a Marine, and uh, although it's not as high of an honor, it's pretty high honor because ultimately it's like the take no shit and uh, do things the right way mentality. And uh, I, 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 I would if I was wrong in the letter of the law, I would not be doing what I'm doing. But I know I'm not wrong. And when I feel like I'm right, specifically within the rights of my law, lo- my rights you don't, as a Texan, you don't as want a to property be, owner, you don't want to be bullied either. Oh, I will not be bullied yeah. ever. That's
2: what this is really about is you feel like you're getting bullied. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. And I
2: think uh, <clears throat> and I feel like
1: my neighbors are getting bullied too
2: cuz they're yeah. scared of a little dick from New York that's managing the That's thing. like when I, I hung up a Let's Go Brandon sign in front of my on my house and they, my HOA was sending me these signs saying I couldn't have it because it wasn't just the American flag. And I look around and there's a bunch of different versions of the American flag. I'm like, it, you didn't approve that version or that. So who decides which version of this flag? Some some Karen on the board, I just took fines. They kept showing um, like 15 bucks. I'm like, I'll pay these $15 fines. Finally, they just, they let me keep it.
1: Oh, I'm telling you, I'm about to start going to the salvage yard and buying vehicles and I'm going to paint them whatever color I want. I'm going to rent, I'm going to let, uh, like mariachi bands hold practice in the garage. I am going to, they, they will quit
2: before I do. <laughs>
0: yeah. that, that's why I think having, having money and being wealthy is so important because it gives you opportunity, right? Cause there's other people that can't fight that fight because if you don't have the, the funds in order to do that, that's why people give up.
1: His name is Paul and he had to relocate to Houston to host, uh, because he works for four seasons mm-hmm. and he had his house up for sale. The real estate market sucks right now. He wanted to lease it. It was next door to the HOA president. Oof. And guess what? All of a sudden there's a new restriction. And that guy is literally in a point where he's gonna sell that house for two or three hundred thousand dollars less than he would have six yeah, months see, ago. That's bull crap. Or he's gotta give it up and like let it get foreclosed on. I mean, and, and you know double screw Yeah, Jeez. and 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 how is that neighborly? How is that friendly? Right? It it it's I told my wife yesterday, you know, I I don't believe in going around attacking people. I don't. But I'm a firm believer in defending myself. And, uh, you know, the, the old country song, sleeping dogs lie, don't give us a reason. Well, they've given me a reason and, you know. Dude, you got crazy eyes going on right now. I, well, I, I get mad because- I feel like, did it,
2: somebody it, check him to make sure he I, really you, doesn't you I'm have that so night. glad
1: that you're
0: between the two of
1: us. You want me to tell you the worst part <laughs> about it? I, I, I will tell you the worst part about it. Crazy eyes. The <laughs> secretary of the HOA is the wife of one of my best friends. Mm. And he was suffering mm. with pancreatic cancer in May. And I was going to sit with him at chemo. Meanwhile, she was doing this shit behind my back. Ugh. And didn't even have the courtesy to call me and say, "Tim, we don't like that you're renting out the house. Can we work something out?" Tim, this is coming. Why? Like, why do they care? I just—it's so beyond. Uh, me. You, you want to be honest? I'll why, be the, the, people, the, the, And I hope, I hope one of them sees this one day. They're fucking racist. Hmm. What happened hmm. is uh, a, a couple sold their 1.3 million dollar house in our town and was building a 2.5 million dollar house. Needed a place to stay for six months. Moved into my old house. And then their, their daughter came home from college for the summer, and she's married to a black guy, mm. which would have made him the only black guy in the neighborhood. Jeez, and that, so that all of a sudden, exists, the, so. the, the, the guy next door is flipping off a 16-year-old kid. They're, they're yelling at him. They're screaming at him. Are you serious? Oh, yeah. And, and you know, I mean, that's oh, – Yeah, I,
0: that would let that would a fighter under my I wish I had ass. proof
1: of it. I can't prove racism at this point. But I can tell you this. I think that's what it is, and, uh, and, and I'll just say they're going to fold before I fold because I, I don't stand for that. I don't stand for people like that, and, you know, I mean, I don't even know what I'm talking about anymore, but you're right. I got crazy just eyes right bla- now. I just can- blacked <laughs> he blacked out. He blacked out. He's like, ah! Going two, <laughs> two, two times I see Tim black out. I forgot One the talked about
2: this or 2 when you get two old fashions in them those are the two times you do. so 22, <laughs> 22 <laughs> old fashions <laughs> oh. not 2 <laughs> not 2 we call that 4 p.m. That's <laughs> <laughs> or today 1
1: p.m. Uh, so Tim
0: I was gonna, I'm going to ask you what it is to be a medic I feel like we <laughs> got a, a glimpse of it from you the past 30 minutes, but uh, just for the record, just so we can officially <laughs> state it. And so, <laughs> it's we, an so we can use corporate. Document. Well, we're trying to do a, a clip of like everybody from MenaceCon. So we're trying to get 25 of these. Yours would be like 19 minutes. And everybody else is like 90 seconds. So
1: okay.
0: keep it keep it in under a, a couple minutes if you don't mind. <laughs> Tim Herrod, what does it mean to be in Menace?
1: I believe Wyatt Earp was the first Menace, right? He wanted to just be a civilian. He wanted to just be left alone, but people wouldn't leave him alone. And he just wouldn't take any shit. And Tombstone's one of my favorite shows ever, right? When he looks at them, puts a spur across his face, and you tell him, "I'm coming, and hell's coming with me." And I think that's a menace. And when I heard the origin of when someone called you that, it's just it's like that don't take shit attitude. That that don't be the example, be an example, and like or don't be the butt of don't be the joke, right? Make the jokes. Uh, I I just I feel like it's just a mindset. It's 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 a It's, uh, you're being a menace is being wide earp. I mean, it's like being a Marine is what I said before. It's, uh, the few, the proud, uh, we're going to be an example. We're going to lead from the front. Uh, the other day I said, leaders eat last. And, uh, one of my employees just did not understand that whatsoever. Uh, but that's the way I've been raised. You'll never see me get a plate of food before my kids, before one of my employees. Uh, it's just not the way I roll. And, uh, I like to kind of Spread that as much as possible, and your platform has given me an opportunity. Mm.
0: Bam! There you go. Yeah, Nick talks about the word disru- Boom, disrupt. Yeah. And uh, yeah, you're disrupting the H just a little bit. So it's <laughs> yeah. good. It's a perfect example.
1: And so, I send my emails at night, by the way. I like to fuck up their dinner.
0: <laughs> I was, I was going to say why, but uh, yeah, that's makes perfect sense. Like, oh, no if dessert, I babe. E-
2: If I get an email at 11 p.m. from you, I'm not open to this. Do
0: not. Uh, no. Yeah. Because Deli- my wife and I him. will
1: sit around and joke about it and laugh about it while they have to sit around and get mad about it. And stir, you know, in the Marine Corps, I did intelligence, which includes psychological warfare. So, oh, wow, <laughs> you know, you're, a little bit of you're that. You're
2: dealing with a low life form of intelligence in this yeah. room right now. So good for you for coming to visit us. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate <laughs> it. Welcome, welcome <laughs> to the, underground, <laughs> the under, underground.
1: Which is an awesome place. Yeah, Thanks.
2: Yeah, we're trying. Fine. We're, you know 20, 2023 for us is about I think I think right now there's a massive opportunity that the right people if you see it 2023 can be a huge huge setup I I, I think the next couple of years you could get 10 years worth of results if you just will dig in lean into the right <laughs> circles the right people and have a plan that you can actually execute on. It's not just about waking up and reading the right books, not about getting your chakra all lined up, not about doing all the hoop-de-la with the incense. It's about execution, I think, in 2023.
1: I'll tell you this. The fundamentals of Marine Corps leadership is mission accomplishment and troop welfare. And we put the mission first. And the reason we put the mission first is because sometimes in order to take the hill, you have to understand that people are going to die. And – so you can't have troop welfare first in front of the mission, or ultimately you would never run the mission because you'd have to protect people mm. right and so it's very important, but you know I think that that no excuses mentality is what people have to adopt right now. What was working isn't working in some businesses. Mm-hmm. what was profitable isn't profitable in some businesses. what was a good advertising method isn't a good advertising method, and then some advertising methods are. the cost they were six months ago, Mm -hmm. right? So I I think, you know, I had to do it at uh, several of my companies. Just, uh, you know, my loan officers have gone from order takers to salesmen again, salespeople, Mm -hmm. right? We have to sell now, right? It's not, here's your 3% interest loan. Would you like another? Right now, let me talk you into Mm 7.5%, right? With a five-year prepay. Uh, So I I think, you know, that, that take no excuses, look for opportunity, Terrence. And you and I have talked a lot about it. Um, I think it's going to be a great time to raise money. I think, think it's going to be a great time to deploy money. I think people really need to make sure they're deploying money with experience, not a good idea. Mm-hmm. Good ideas untested work great in a rising tide environment. Uh, good ideas untested in a, uh, tide going out environment kind of puts you out to sea alone. Mm-hmm. So I, I think, you know. There's a you lot see, of opportunities. Skinny dipping,
0: right? Yeah. Yeah. Tidy, tidy, tidy goes out, you see you skinny yeah. dipping.
1: I don't want just... either of you out there. Yeah, so you yeah, don't yeah, look like a bear yeah. 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 like in a, in a water. Like, yeah. <laughs> freaking <laughs> E-T's, E.T.'s
2: out here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah, I mean, so like I think you know, you gotta get around experienced people. We've all been through cycles. We've all kind of I say got the gray hair. Um and in the last couple of years, the with the Instagram generation, I think the gray hairs have been a little kind of overlooked. But uh, now, I don't know about you guys, but the amount of people asking me for my advice on what I did in 08, yeah. like, <laughs> it seems to be happening, right? Yeah. Uh, so I, I think it's a great time to take action. It's a great time to explore new opportunities. Uh, but it's also a dangerous time to do something unguided. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got to make sure you have a good mentor. You're part of a good collective group. That's why I like these masterminds. I learn more then I give, even though I try to give more than I learn. Mm. And so, as long as I'm out there giving, right? Like it just seems like I keep learning, um, and that's why I love what you guys are doing at Menace. Yeah,
0: I, I love. I love what Tim said. is you didn't say like work smarter, work harder. You're like I like having my money work for me, not me working for my money. It's like, but then you hit the the phrase right, like work smarter, not harder. Works, and it's sometimes like sometimes
2: it's okay to do both.
0: Well, it's like that you're still working. That's the part is like simply like don't work harder. Okay, cool. I'm just gonna be smart and not work at all. And I'm like, dude, that's not a thing. <laughs> I feel like I, well, that that was the first thing that hit me. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I was like, don't work harder. Okay. So I'm just gonna sit, I'm really smart. I got a I got a degree and I'm sitting at home and I'm like, bro, nothing is gonna happen. You still have to go to work. But over time, learn to, you know, have your money work for you, not you work for your money.
1: You still have to work. You hear people say work on the business instead of in the business. One of my favorite things. I I was telling someone at the boardroom last week, he's like, yeah, but that doesn't mean like if you own a hamburger store, we're not telling you to leave the store, right? We're just telling you stop assembling the hamburgers and maybe take a step back and watch them and see if they're being done right. And then once you feel comfortable with that, Let's go step back behind the counter, right? And then to see if we're okay with that. And then eventually you work yourself to the office in the back of the room and you're trusting your manager. Like too many people want to go from they're the ones assembling the hamburgers to uh I'm on a 4-hour work week. It's like yeah, bro yeah, like in the Bahamas
0: like, for 3 months. Yeah. That's,
2: that's why one of the first hires that we talked to our guys about is man, get you a great freaking assistant. Mm-hmm. You know, my my assistant now, she, she's my COO. I guess technically really not because I'm shutting that business down. But she worked from being an executive assistant that was just on my hip as I built everything. And so as as all that was happening and she had a chance to go deal with all these things, it opened my eyes. I'm like, oh, she could totally just do this, you know. And so I think I think the first hire is, is yeah, just hire somebody else to freaking put the hamburger together. And then just you want me to just watch them do it? Yeah, just, just watch them do it for a minute. When
1: you train yourself when there's a mistake, you have to train yourself. The first time you're gonna jump in and do it yourself. Yep. But then you have to train yourself to use your words as we tell our children, right? To help the person do it. And then you'll if you teach them well enough, they can become a manager. But if not, then you have to Basically, so you just hired and trained someone in that shoes. Now you hire and train someone in these shoes, and then you just keep getting new shoes. Keep changing and, those shoes, yeah, man. Right? I mean, it, that's the key. It's uh, we just implemented a team concept. We've done 1.5 billion in loans this year, right? It's over six thousand loans, and now we're going to a team concept where we can career path. It can How many go, employees do you guys have? About 300 on four continents. Mm. Um. But the idea is you come in as a lead development specialist and then you become a, then you can pick, do you want to go into processing, underwriting, closing, or sales, right? And then from there, there's a junior position. Then from there, there's a kind of normalized position. Then from there, there's a senior position. Then from there, there's a team leader position, right? Because I'm running this business and when I say 1.5 billion, it sounds big, but I'm trying to do 20. Mm -hmm. And if I'm trying to do 20, I'm trying to 10X or more my growth, Mm -hmm. I don't want to 10X my employee base. Yeah. So I have to create a system within my employees where they can grow, but then we can achieve scale through technology and delegation. Love that.
0: Bam, uh, boom,
1: shakalaka, Tim.
0: Well, thanks, dude. Thanks for coming in. Yeah, thanks that was for awesome. Thanks for visiting us, and uh, we're excited to partner up with you well, and do you some gonna, good you shit can in 2023.
2: And sign us off the right way. Yeah. Sign us off. If you know how to sign us off? Oh, well, pull out the fist. Are You scared? I'm not. Now scared. Now you got you look a little fearful.
0: I'm. I'm not scared. The crazy ass came back out. I was like, <laughs> I'm not scared,
2: motherfucker. Raccoon eyes popped out.
0: Show so <laughs> me your war face. Right. We say, be an example. Be a menace. Ready? Uh, be an example. Be
1: a, be a menace. menace. Be a menace.
0: Thanks for listening to this episode of Menace to Society. A menace to society. And don't forget to hit that subscribe button for more future episodes. And share with other menaces that aren't afraid to stand out and smash their goals. Oh, and if
1: you own a business that's generating 100000 or more, and you want to explode your business with more revenue while working less, hit on over to BeAMenace.com. You owe it to yourself.